4: Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit.
5: Yes, sir. Please slap me in the face with
2: your meat. Whoa there, Charity. Is that an open (laughs) invitation
5: or something? The creeps have spoken, Mark, and they wanted to hear the outtake that has been augmented slightly by something being removed.
2: One word was removed.
5: Yes, and I think the creeps will remember the episode that that came from. It was about a triple D, but whatever. I just wanted the creeps to be happy, and um, yeah.
2: Whenever Charity texts me now, my phone goes, yes, sir, please smack me in the face (laughs) with your meat. It's so great. (laughs) Except when she was texting me last night and I was with my other boss and that like went off and he was like, whoa. Whoa, what's what's going going on? That's interesting.
5: Hey, Mark, remember how we asked people to let us know if they wanted a shout out?
2: I did. I remember last week when uh, Parsons Lur sent one. Oh, yes. yes, And he wanted a shout out. And I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We are not shouting out Parsons Lur. No. Yeah. Right. Not once, not twice, definitely not three times. Correct. So, yes. so carry on.
5: Okay. So this is from our crime creep, Rodell Morgart, and I hope I pronounced her first name right. I think you're close. And um, she says, woohoo, love you guys. I would love a shout out to me at Suburban Construction in Davenport so that all of my coworkers can share the love.
2: Can you feel the love tonight? It's prompted some
5: singing, guys. It's prompted singing.
2: Everything prompts singing. That's right. Can't not prompt singing. Anybody
5: I, anybody else want to shout out? Just let us know.
2: We're like Oprah. You get a shout out. And <laughs> and you me, get a me. shout out. <laughs> Speaking of things that make you want to shout. Oh. Shout. Let it all out. See, it's oh, to, to an episode. Here he goes. This makes me shout, but I need to give a little preemptive warning to all the, you know, the Mark haters in the audience, because there was a few. Oh, boy. The ones that go. Charity's the best and we hate Mark and we just listen because we like charity. Nobody says
5: they hate you. Our creeps aren't like that.
2: No, 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 no. But let's, I want to just make sure that I say, because whenever I defend somebody who's being a total douchebag, Mm -hmm. like people think that I'm actually like them. I like the law and I like making sure that it's applied equally and honestly in the way it's supposed to be with the letter of the law. I don't like fake laws being made up to cover mistakes up to, you know, that's not how we're supposed to live this whole society. Right. So this is going to be about Alec Baldwin. It's I hate Alec Baldwin. I hope he spends time in jail, but I have something to discuss after. So here we go. Okay. Alec Baldwin is asking a judge to dismiss a lawsuit filed by the parents and sister of Rust Cinema photographer, it's almost that correct word. Cinema photographer. There we're getting go. we're getting there. No, I still messed it up. I did it on purpose that time. Ow. Helena Hutchins saying that they were distant from Hutchins before her death and have no viable cause of action. The actor said in court documents filed Thursday that Olga Solovany, Antoniela Andresi, and Svetlana Zemko, all those words are supposed to be names, and I butchered all three of them filed the suit to obtain compensations from Hutchins' October 2021 death on the movie set just outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico. The loss of the daughter and sister is undoubtedly painful in any circumstance, yet plaintiffs who have been distanced from uh, Hutchins physically, financially, and emotionally for years before her death have no viable cause of action against the defendants. This action is especially misguided. Hutchins' parents and sister filed their suit in February. It names Baldwin, Rust Armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, and Assistant Director David Halls, along with Rust Movie Productions LLC as defendants. Attorney Gloria Allred, who is representing Hutchins' family in the suit, said in a statement, Baldwin is once again attempting to avoid responsibility. It is abundantly clear under New Mexico law, which will be applied in the California court that he is responsible for all harm. He did to the entirety of Hutchins family. We are here to make sure that he is held accountable for his actions. Hutchins 42, who was shot and killed October 21st, 2021 during filming at the Bonanza Creek ranch Baldwin, who was rehearsing with a pistol for a scene when the gun went off, killing Hutchins and wounding director, Joel Souza. Baldwin and Gutierrez-Reed were charged with involuntary manslaughter. Halls was charged with negligent use of a deadly weapon and agreeded, agreeded. Charity, I'm going to give you this one. I'm leaving it in. Thanks, Mark. He agreeded to plead no contest. Baldwin, who has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing. Last year, the actor was sued by Hutchins' husband, Matthew Hutchins, their son, and their estate. Alleging that reckless behavior and cost-cutting led to Hutchins' death, Baldwin and Matthew Hutchins reached a settlement in 2022. All right, so this is where I'm going to make half of you mad, so buckle up and let's join the fun. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, how much is Baldwin going to have to pay for the rest of his life to everybody? Yeah. I feel offended. Maybe I want some money. Yeah. Helena's future work that she did not get to do has now deeply affected me.
5: Yeah, like, you're right. I mean... Uh... Like you said, she's she's a grown woman. She was married. She had kids. She has a little boy, I believe. And yep. that lawsuit was already taken care of. Um, and it's like that when even like someone in a, in a family passes away, all the family members fight over money sometimes. And it's so sad. And it, you're right. When does it end? And we don't have to like Alec Baldwin to feel that way.
2: Oh, no, we can actually still hate him because yeah. we do. Yeah. Um, but the problem that I have is – The ends don't always justify the means. He has had a lawsuit against him by her husband. Remember, she's not 12. Right. She was a adult. Yes. Married child. The whole nine yards. Has an estate. Yeah. They had a lawsuit filed against Alec Baldwin. It was settled. It was paid. So what's next? Is her second uncle's mother's sister twice removed? Is she going to be lining up next for a lawsuit?
5: I know. I hate when it becomes about money, it's So sad. and it, it's not going to bring her back, sadly.
2: It's not. Look at everything that happened to the Brian Laundrie case. Correct. It's It's turned now into lawsuit after lawsuit, and who else yep. can we sue? This is my problem with what's going on. Who's the one, and who's the arbiter of justice in this situation? Who is the one that just says, you know, enough is enough?
5: And why are they going after just him?
2: If we're really worried about making sure that Alec Baldwin faces his wrongdoing... Send his ass to jail. Yeah. Does draining his bank account make Helena come back? Does draining his bank account make people whole again? No. You want him to pay for what he did? Send his ass to the clink.
5: But that's still not going to bring her back.
2: It's not. But at least that is actual real justice. Yeah. I'm sorry. Money is not justice. No. Money's not going to make you forget. No amount of money would bring back anybody that I've ever lost in my life. I I would just want them back. I agree. That's right. And if I couldn't have that, money is no substitute. Whoever took them away from me spending the rest of their life in jail or in the ground, that is something Right. I me. get
5: the anger. I understand the anger of the of the family members because, you know, it was a horrible, horrible accident that should never have happened, but it did, and I understand why they feel anger, but to your point, money's not going to bring her back.
2: All right, so I was watching a movie the other day. It's got Mark Wahlberg in it. It's, we don't need to give out movie names and all of that stuff, but it's all about war and shooting and every single person in this movie had a gun in their hands and they're being pointed all over the place. And there's thousands of guns on the screen. And so you're telling me if somebody accidentally put a shot in one of those and that somebody else got killed would be going to the same extent. Like some of this stuff happened on a movie set. This isn't like Alec Baldwin went to the five and dime and pulled out a nine and shot somebody. True. This is different. Like this is what aggravates me about this case. Yeah. I want his ass to go to jail. Right. But legally did he do anything wrong? I still am not concerned. I'm yeah. not not concerned, I'm sorry. I'm still not sure that he did. Right.
5: I mean, they they don't really know who exactly was the person. It was it was a a bunch of unfortunate events and bad decisions by more than yeah. one person, and that's this was the outcome unfortunately.
2: I need to wash some of this douche off of me, charity. Can you help me with get do some douche wash here? I have
5: some douche wash, and the first douche wash is something extremely exciting.
2: Oh, wait a minute. I have something first.
5: What? Meow. This this is everybody, perfect. Everybody
2: liked that last night. This week. is
5: perfect for this person. Oh yeah. We had a lot of conversations about that. Because it today is Danelle Berg's birthday.
2: Oh, meow.
5: Happy birthday, Danelle.
2: Happy birthday.
5: Oh, he's gonna to say, I, I apologize. I I am so sorry, Danelle. I hope you had a great day, even, even with that. <laughs> Just kidding. I think we should do because I have some very heavy stuff coming up in this episode.
2: Wait, is that a joke about my weight over there or what's going on? It's sad,
5: sad. It's always sad, but it's very sad because it involves children. But before we get to the yucky stuff, should we do best of the week?
2: Sure. Like we haven't done one for a while.
5: Yeah. Let's do best of the week.
2: Next time, Charity, you should give me a little update warning, like uh, an inside E. Because oh, I'm, I'm, I'm already like,
5: there. Look, I'm right there.
2: My phone is not oh, out. Oh, so
5: let's talk about um, Christopher with a K. He just he posted this today, and he needed a survey about what kind of potato you would be if you were a potato, just to lighten things up a little bit because the world is so heavy sometimes, and he said that he would like to be mashed potatoes with gravy. I said, and I think this is fitting for me. That I would like to be a good old French fry because they're crispy and salty on the outside, but soft on the inside.
2: What do you think of that? That's different.
5: Well, I can be a little salty sometimes, especially when we're talking about passion crimes.
2: Ugh, Charity and her passion crimes. I tell you what, you know what I can do that I do have the absolute technology to do? What? What? I can actually play his post.
5: Oh my God, it's like he is in the studio because this was just today.
2: All right, let's play it right now. It's 50 seconds long, guys, so buckle up, but I haven't listened to it yet.
0: All right, all right. Survey for all you creeps. If you were a potato, what kind of potato would you be? I'll go first. I would be a mashed potato with gravy. Pour some gravy on me. That'd be me. Let's just try to break it up a little bit, you know? From all the uh, crazy upside down, crazy, that I mentioned crazy, crazy, crazy world out there.
2: All right, so I have net, I have given zero point zero thought to this before. Charity just mentioned this, so I didn't even know this existed. Well, people people spoke for you on here, Mark. I did see that. Yep, I do love me some Domino's tater tots. Yeah, that, don't you don't say well known, <laughs> but those who know me intimately. Oh, dun dun dun.
5: This is getting I well clearly I don't know him intimately, Bow. guys, because I don't know this.
2: There's a lot of people that do, because I talk about it on my other show all the time. Okay. Is Chester fried chicken potato logs.
5: What the heck is Sometimes that?
2: Sometimes they're called JoJo's.
5: A potato log? That sounds-
2: Sometimes they're <laughs> called potato wedges.
5: Oh, wedges. N-
2: they're not the same. They're not those crappy oh. ones that, you know, not Kentucky fried chicken does. Those okay. ones are nowhere near this. Oh. So if... You only can get this stuff at fine dining establishments like gas stations
5: and roadside stands. I'm going to be looking for this now.
2: There is none down here in this area. Okay. There is a Chester fried chicken. If you go out of our main road here and take a left and go into the next town, but they don't have the potato wedges. They only have the chicken. So it's pressure fried chicken in potato wedges and it's great and it's got all these herbs and spices on it. So I had to go travel last week. I was gone all all last week for work, and I knew where I was going has a Chester Fried Chicken. So I was like, drew, 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 drew. sometimes it's called Rodie's Chicken, sometimes it's called Chicken Chicken. There are different branches. People around, you know, people listening to this know. Okay. So I was like, I'm gonna go get me a box of sixteen of these things, and because I'm staying over this way for a couple of days, and oh, this will last a couple of days. So I pulled in. Go inside, get me the whole order of 16, and proceed to my next stop, which is 25 minutes away. I was in Newport, New Hampshire, heading to Claremont, heading okay. to the racetrack over in Claremont. And by the time I got to Claremont, I put my hand in to eat one more when I pulled in, and they were all gone. Oh, no. Ate the entire box. Wow. They're that good.
5: Was it worth it? I bet it was.
2: Absolutely. So up in... Uh, in New Hampshire, there's another one that's right outside of the racetrack, right outside of New Hampshire Motor Speedway. So every time I go work up there, I always stop and grab them. So I happened to go in there. This is another funny story. I happened to go in there, uh, I would probably say about a year ago, and I walked in, and there's a big old
0: box.
1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: I said them and I was like, I'll take them all. Oh, my God. And she goes, oh, we don't sell them that way.
5: we like, well, you're going to.
2: <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, how do you sell them? She's like, we sell them by 4, 8, 12, and 16. I'm like, all right. And she just like stares at me. And I'm like. Go on now, get, just start filling up boxes. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, all right, well, I'll take 16 times however many boxes oh that gives Oh, my God. Me. Because these things stay good for like a week. Oh, So okay. I can bring, I brought them home. Well, you put them like, in like the air fryer I'd or something? I throw them in the air fryer and reheat for like four minutes, and they're like, I just got them fresh. And as she's counting them out, some old Duffa behind me looks up and yells, Jesus Christ, man, you got going to save some for me? <laughs> And I looked at him and I was like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Like, oh, it is kid. what it is. <laughs> and he goes, well, unbelievable. And he oh. like throws his arms up in disgust and walks away. He probably
5: wanted them as much as you did. Oh, well, he
2: should have been there That's five minutes not before nice. me.
5: Nice.
2: Sh- I wasn't going to leave him any. I, it's an hour and 15 minutes from my house drive to get to there. I was not waiting for... Wow. Old, old man Duffer to have wow. some. Wow.
5: Wow, guys. You you see wh- where he stands when it comes to food. I um, stand
2: firmly on the side of me.
5: Wendy Ford Durison posted this. Next week is Diarrhea Awareness Week. Runs until Friday.
2: <laughs> oh, always. You mm-hmm. know what made my day? What? Amber Lynn Reinhart posted oh. three hours ago about me talking about the cigarette, mm-hmm. cigarette pouches.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Guess who has one?
5: She has one. She
2: does. Made my day.
4: Uh, That's awesome.
2: This also got me to LOL out loud. Uh, Zachary posted, when your exes try to start a conversation, it starts with it goes, hey. And then she responds back. Hey, dot, dot, dot. I ain't doing nothing. Dot, dot, dot. Yes, I've been good. Dot, dot, dot. I've been chilling too. Dot, dot, dot. That's sweet of you. Dot, dot, dot. Nothing. I'm staying home. Dot, dot, dot. Cool. Cool. Dot, dot, dot. Talk to you later. And the guy just writes back, damn.
5: Okay. (laughs) Just answered all the questions. Oh, Cindy Moss. Uncircumcised with a question mark? Hey, at least you have one hoodie she can't steal.
0: Oh.
2: (laughs) Vanessa Lee Fielding posted another one that made me laugh. It says, don't you hate it when you're reading and your boob pops out? And it's a picture of, like I don't know, it looks like back in the day old paintings and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely hate when that happens and yeah. then people take pictures of it and then send them to me. I yeah. absolutely hate when that yeah, happens. He, he
5: quote unquote hates guys. Yeah. Hates I it.
2: hate it when that happens and then they, they send me the pictures like it's horrible.
5: <laughs> I can't
1: with you.
2: Hey, this is what I'm here for.
5: It really is actually.
2: If we can't have fun doing the show and make the people laugh with us like meow. Oh. I mean, apparently that was the the the... Cat's meow last week, so
5: we gotta talk about. We gotta mention Walter Cop because you know he's he's one of our biggest posters in this group. Yes, and he had posted just one of the things he's posted. The cops just left. They said if I was gonna walk around the house naked, I have to do it inside.
2: It's not that's fair. Not,
5: that's not fair, Walter. I think you should protest against that.
2: Definitely, I do. Uh, Cindy Moss posted. I fear one day I'll see one of my posts marked as. Exhibit A.
5: (laughs) Yes. Yep.
2: Wendy Ford Durison posted one that made me laugh. laugh, That was sausage, eggs, and toast.
5: Oh, I saw that.
2: Follow me for more recipes. (laughs) It's toaster strudels, (laughs) what looks like Reese's eggs, and then uh, Slim Jims, which are amazing. And it, it really makes me question the sanity of my girlfriend because she can't stand them. Really? She also hates uh steak and cheese grinders which I'll never understand. You mean subs. What are those?
5: They're subs. A steak and cheese cheese sub.
2: No, it's steak and cheese grinder. A sub. A hot sub is a grinder.
5: But it's, what if it says sub after it? Then they're wrong. Guys, is it a grinder or is this I think it's it depends
2: on, on
4: we have I think it's, it depends
5: on the area that you're from. Oh, Michael Wilson, another one of our posters. Um, he put zoom meeting and there's two cats and audio only shows the cat. Did you see this one with the hair all crazy? And the other one has like a wig on, right? Oh
2: my God. That's me.
1: <laughs> so true.
2: Cindy Moss, man, doubling down. I, I'm going to read this one because my mom has the same thing over her door. So, but this is a doormat that says F you come back with a warrant over the top of my mom's door to her house. It says, come back with a warrant. No, it does oh, not. 100% does. 100% does. I, 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 it makes me laugh.
5: <laughs> Joe Allen. Hey, Mark. I'm late to the game listening to the most recent episode, but OMG, I was busting a gut listening to all the meows. I'm at my meow. friend's house <laughs> trying not to w- wake everyone up from laughing so hard. I'm glad I didn't try to listen to the episode on the plane <laughs> on the way here. See, Joe Allen, you got a meow just for you.
2: So uh, Danelle posted spell your crush's name backwards.
5: Oh, I loved that.
2: I'll start E T A L <laughs> O C O H C, and I did D O O F. But my uh, my real word is the same forward and backwards. What B O O B, boob? Yeah, it's the same forward and backwards.
5: Well, so, uh, w- it didn't take too long for someone to put the the sex word backwards. It took longer than I thought it was going to, actually. Really?
2: Yeah. Oh, Jerry French. Yeah. You're naughty, naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty
5: boy. (laughs) I love these people. You guys keep us laughing. I got to tell you.
2: Kate Bader's is sleep. Is it wrong that it takes me so hard to read these yeah, backwards? Yeah, me too. I'm like, I, uh... I had to put my
5: phone down because I'm like, I'm getting a headache.
2: <laughs> oh wow, Jill Miller's. You guys need to go look at what Jill Miller's is. I I cannot mention that on what the air. What
5: was it? I can't see it.
2: Uh, I'm gonna post it to you right now. Here you go.
5: Oops! Oops! Oh, sorry! Sorry! Oh, this is I just lost
2: live it. editing here, guys.
5: I just missed it, messed it up. You'll show me after. Show me after I messed it up.
2: You didn't mess up no this is this needs to have your action it's right there just let me hold the phone and lean forward
1: oh oh
5: Jill you're naughty too
2: hold on wait a minute that's I just love like it. That's naughty just like uh charities last week you know oh face meat
5: <laughs> face meat
2: <laughs> I love it that that will never be old
5: <sighs> Michael Wilson I see people my age out there climbing mountains and ziplining. And here I am feeling good about myself because I got my leg through my underwear without losing my balance. (laughs) I commented on this and just said, great job. So proud of you. Because I think positive reinforcement is always the way to go.
2: I say I'm probably 50-50 during the week of eating the floor because I, I missed a hole in my underwear.
5: It is sometimes troubling The balancing act that goes on.
2: Whoa. Whoa. What? Vanessa Lee Fielding says, Toy makers really need to think about how these toys look without a horse. (laughs) Looks like me. (laughs) Holy crap. Oh, well. The hacker was so disappointed in my bank account, he started a GoFundMe page for me. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Oh, my God. Melissa Yount, is that your dog?
5: (gasps) Oh, yes. That's Lola. Is it the Frenchie? Yes. Yes. Remember, we were talking about Frenchie's and how you love Frenchie's. I
2: do. Oh my God, he or she is gorgeous. It's so cute. I can't. I, I I can't go any further. I I'm looking yeah, at this. I think this. that
5: should be our, our should be the last one with that cute little face. Oh man. So we've shed the douchiness off us just to reduceify. But at least we had a little break in between.
2: Yes. What do you got for us, douchey today?
5: All right, guys. We are unfortunately, but need to talk about child abuse cases. Why are you laughing at me? Because I put my glasses on with my hat and I have my things hanging down.
2: Can I describe <laughs> yep. the scene for people right now? Yep. Go right ahead. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? <gasps> Is that what
5: I look you like? You look exactly oh, like the McDonald's lady. Hey, I don't care.
2: It looks, yes, Well, I guess love what?
5: It. I salute the McDonald's person then working the window because I, th- I think I probably look awesome with my little chains hanging down for my I glasses. I gave up on the window
2: like so, last year. Oh, I I do uh, curbside. Pickup, oh, and I have you
5: know. braids too. You didn't, yeah. you didn't mention the braids. Is that part? That's yeah, part of it. You okay. look
2: like you're gonna take somebody's order at McDonald's.
5: Welcome to McDonald's. Yeah, I think I would do very well at the speaker. <laughs> I think I would speak very clear, and I think I would hopefully make sure people's orders were correct.
2: But anyways, so you got some French fries and. Yep. Would you like some ranch?
5: Yep. That's right.
2: No, I mean you, you yeah, your R's would be all messed up and Yeah,
5: it would be great.
2: You're like, do you want a a, a burger of ham?
5: Yeah, it would probably mess things up, but that whatever. That's, I'd get the your, job done. That's
2: your charm, too. I'd get though. the job it done. It really is. That is your charm.
5: So, anyways, guys, um, if there is any a trigger warning about child abuse cases with this is not the episode you want to
2: listen to. Yeah, go ahead and skip. We'll see you on the next one. All the funny is already In the rearview mirror at this
4: point. Yes.
5: So um, we've talked about child abuse many times on the show. It's horrific to hear about it, but it's important to talk about so we can stop it from happening. Mm -hmm. Right? In the worst cases of child abuse, children are left scared, emotionally, and physically scarred. Um, And in the worst cases, children have lost their lives. Today, we're going to share some more horrible stories of abuse, stories we should never forget. Okay, the first little guy we're going to talk about is Terrell Peterson. Uh, He was born on March 1st, 1992, in Atlanta, Georgia. He was born addicted to drugs because his mother was doing drugs and addicted to drugs when she was pregnant with him. So this poor little guy already coming out fighting, okay? Mm -hmm. He came into the world in a bad way, and it just continued to get worse. Even before Terrell was born, complaints came into child services from concerned family members and neighbors The first complaint was in May of 1992, and here is what it said. The mother is taking drugs while pregnant, using food stamps and welfare checks to buy crack cocaine. Winner. I'm wondering why little Terrell was allowed to go home from the hospital with his mother in the first place. Considering his body was full of drugs because his mother's body was full of drugs, along with the complaint made to child services, right? Nothing was done. The next complaint was in August of 1993, saying... The parents are locking the children in the bedroom on the weekends, denying them food and water. My God. Next one was in February of 1994. Mother is on drugs. Children are unsupervised. And then another one in January of 1995. Children are begging neighbors for food. Mother is using cocaine daily. Then again in November of 1995. Mother is addicted to crack, leaves children with their sick maternal grandmother, Guys, this is unacceptable. And this was even in 1995. I'm sorry. This is this is ridiculous. At any time. At any time. Things are gonna start getting really annoying. Yeah, I I can already this, can your, you hear the frustration yeah, in my voice this, already. This these cases are going to really trigger you. The complaints coming in about Terrell and his siblings' living situation were monitored by ten different supervisors and a total of eleven caseworkers at the Georgia Department of Family and Children Services. I wonder why this was the case. Why were there so many cooks in the kitchen? It's like the case just got passed around. Mm. And I mean, this is a severe one. These are a lot of complaints. This wasn't just one complaint by a neighbor or which still should not be ignored. But this was that's a lot of complaints in a short amount of time. No action was taken until 1996. So these poor kids were living in torment for all of that time. The department finally made the decision to remove the children from the abusive home. The Department of Child Services tried to keep the children with blood relatives, or tries, I should say. They try to keep the children with blood relatives if possible, which is, I get it, right? Yeah. I get it. You Instead of putting them with someone they don't know, you put them with someone you do know. Fran Peterson was Terrell's half-siblings, Tommy and Tasha's grandmother, and she agreed to take the children. A caseworker was supposed to do, at the minimum, a monthly visit to the home where the children were staying to make sure they were safe. There was pretty much no contact from child services after Terrell was placed. Hmm. Another ball dropped, first letting Terrell leave the hospital with his mother, ignoring the complaints, and then dropping him off in a home where there is no monitoring to make sure he is safe and out of harm's way. In fact, not one thing was done until January of 1998. Oh, man. Terrell was brought to the emergency room at Hughes Spaulding Children's Hospital in Atlanta. Poor little guy was in cardiac arrest and passed away at the hospital on January 15th, 1998, at the young age of five. He was just five, five years old. Think about that. Think about the magnitude of that. This, This little guy had zero chance from day one.
2: He has seen more in his five years of his short life than most of us will see in a lifetime, and it's unbelievable.
5: It's sickening. At the time of his death, Terrell only weighed 29 pounds. At five. At five years old and had bruises and cuts all over his body.
2: Unbelievable.
5: Oh, and let's not forget all the cigarette burns all over his body as well. This makes me sick.
2: It makes me livid. Physically
5: sick and livid, yes. It was clear that this sweet little angel had been horribly abused. Finally, a full investigation took place by the authorities. Too little too late, if you ask me.
2: Why do we? I get that we're understaffed. I get what they're... Yes. Can I get on top of a, a my you know soapbox for a minute? Yes. I get that we're understaffed. I get all of these things. Can we stop writing chicken shit parking tickets and stupid other tickets this, that don't matter and actually investigate some effing this crime? Is,
5: yeah, this is my point to this whole thing. Children should be the most important... I mean, they're going to be our future, right? Yes. And... These departments they need more money so they can take have more staff and take care of more children. I'm willing to put taxes towards that because to me it's so important.
2: I agree with you. The problem that I have is we already have other departments like police departments that could investigate stuff, but we choose to have them go out and, you know, do parking meters and speeding tickets and Stuff like that. Like we need to start actual do you remember when we had like officer friendly? We had the yeah. cop in the schools, we had actual community policing. We would have guys that would walk the streets, introduce, you know, my first run in with, with a police officer, uh, was I was probably I was in the second grade, maybe third grade, and we had a what was called DARE. Yes. Drug abuse yes. resistance education. We had that, yeah. Yep. That was the first time I'd ever actually had an interaction with a police officer. Yeah. And I need to make sure that I say that I have respect for police officers because out there, there is a lot of them that are very good.
5: Of course. Yeah. But in
2: every field, there's always bad eggs. And yep. I'm well aware of that. My problem is, is when we prioritize making money over investigating crime. I had something stolen from me a while ago. When I called the police department, they said, yeah, good luck. Yeah. It's like, well, what are you here for? Are you going to fingerprint? Yeah, no. Yeah. Right? Why?
5: It's just all so sad. I don't know. I just I just I run
2: a stop sign up the road, guess what happens? I get a speeding ticket.
5: Yeah. I just want I just hope that by getting these horrific stories out there that it continues to bring more awareness that we continually need to take care of our children. We do I do
2: too. But until we change everything, it's not gonna happen. Case in point, in New Hampshire, like eight years ago, there was a father who was an absolute effing douchebag. Horrible, horrible guy. You guys can look up the case if you want. I, I don't have the specifics on names and all of this stuff. He was abusive to his kid. He he beat the the S out of his wife on a regular basis. Ugh. They split up. She had all this proof of all of this stuff that that happened, and the judge was just like, you know, you know, oh, he's a parent. He has rights, and he's dangerous. He's dangerous. No, he's not. Well, guess what happened? He stabbed his kid in the throat oh, and killed God, him and left him so on the side sad. of the street in front of the police department.
5: So sad. So sad. I agree. Yeah, something it's, has to be done.
2: We need to either say we're going to take this serious or just say that, yeah, we're not doing anything. Right. And we need to start taking this stuff serious because this actually matters. As Charity said, these kids are our future.
5: Exactly. Um, after interviewing another child that lived in the house, Mark just
2: bowed. I had to blow out that exhaustion because it's, it's frustrating.
4: Trust, trust
5: me, these stories get me just as frustrated yes, as that. They upset it, me. They're horrible. Um, So after interviewing another child that lived in the house, it was discovered that his stepsister, Tasha, enjoyed tying him to the banister with pantyhose on the regular. Real nice, huh?
2: I wonder where she learned it.
5: Some instructions written on a piece of paper as to how to take care of Terrell were found. Sounds like the adults were out of the home a lot. Um, The instructions were written by Fran Peterson, the person that was supposed to be taking care of Terrell. Would you like to know what it said?
2: I don't, but we need to.
5: We need to. He gets a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast, lunch he gets grits, and dinner he gets grits. What are his, grits? I don't know. But I, I, I feel dumb. Yeah, I feel dumb too. Um, oh, he's going to look it up.
2: I'm going to ask Mr. Wiki while Mr. you're doing Wiki. that. Mr. Wiki.
5: His hands are always tied. So the instructions were to have his hands tied. A five-year-old little boy. Oh, my God. My heart hurts so bad for this little guy. A five-year-old should not have no worries or cares in the world. They should know how much they are loved and they should be getting hugged all the time, not abused. I just, oh, I'm like shaking. Right before Thanksgiving of 1996, Terrell's Head Start teacher saw him digging through some trash looking for food. Then on Thanksgiving Day, he received a beating so bad he ended up in the ER and was diagnosed, Mark, with battered child syndrome. Unbelievable. Why in God's name was he allowed to leave that hospital with the same person who brought him in? You tell me right now.
2: He shouldn't have been.
5: He was diagnosed with bad... Oh, my God. His young life could have been saved right then and there. Could
2: have. 100% could have.
5: Terrell's untimely death brought to light many issues within the Georgia Department of Family and and Children's Services. The department, of course, tried to cover up the fact that they were clearly negligent with Terrell's.
0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes.
4: case and probably many others
5: for this reason a lawyer named Don Keenan sued the state of Georgia even though the lawsuit wouldn't bring little Terrell back it would at least bring to light the issues with the department and bring a small bit of justice for Terrell Terrell's case of abuse has been said to be one of the worst cases Georgia has ever seen here is what Don Keenan had to say at the time Thank God he was dead. I think anyone who would have known or understood what this little guy was going through would rejoice in his death. That is, think how heavy that statement is. Yeah. And I think about the horror Terrell went through in the short amount of time he was here on Earth. That is, oh my God. He's now a beautiful angel, never to be forgotten. Terrell's disgusting excuse for a grandmother, Farina Peterson, and his loser of an aunt, Lynn Peterson, were convicted of the little boy's death and sentenced to life in prison. I will never forget Terrell Peterson. There's a picture of him, the only picture known, and let me tell you, this picture speaks a million words of what his life must have been like.
2: I say they need to get grits for the rest of their life.
5: I don't think they deserve grits.
2: Oh, no, because they are uh, a type of porridge made from boiled cornmeal, and they do not look that good.
5: All right. Well, I think they should. I don't even think they deserve that. Let's just say that.
2: Ugh. I hate people like this.
5: Sorry, I have a couple more, Mark.
2: That's fine. Um, like, these cases need to be heard.
5: Next, we'll be talking about a little guy named Anthony Avalos. Anthony Avalos was born on May 4th, 2008 in Lancaster, California. I decided added an R to it. Totally caught myself. I caught that. <laughs> Anthony's life was cut super short, and he passed away on June 21st, 2018 at the age of 10. Mm. He died at the hands of his mother. Heather Barron and her boyfriend Kareem Levy. Leva Leiva, I think. I'm not really sure, and I don't really care. There were 13 complaints of abuse reported to child services between February 2013 and April 2016. 13 complaints, Mark. 13 complaints.
2: One is too much.
5: When he was 4 years old, a report of sexual abuse came in. Teachers reported reported abuses, family members, Even the police tried calling and reporting the abuse, and DCFS checked in eight times, but the system failed Anthony. So to your point, the police even tried getting involved in this case, and they they couldn't get any headway either. Um, Crystal DiUguidi was Anthony's aunt. She spoke to her therapist about her deep concerns about her nephew's well-being. She said that the little boy's mother was not only beating him— but she was starving him as well, even locking him in a room for hours with no way to use the bathroom. Anthony was only six years old when his aunt tried to reach out for help. Being a mandated reporter, the therapist called a child abuse hotline, but clearly, that's as far as it went. The abuse had been going on for quite a while, but things would start to escalate not too long before Anthony's murder. You see, Anthony told his mother that he thought he might like boys and girls. Apparently, His mother, Heather, and her boyfriend, Kareem, made it known to everyone that they were homophobic. I Mm. guess having Anthony come forward and suggest he might not be straight just pushed them over the edge. Guys, I was already fuming, and now I'm ready to explode. First off, Anthony was probably looking to his mom as someone to talk to about his feelings. Yeah. You're 10 years old, okay? You don't know what's going on. No. You don't know what really attraction means to— To the same or opposite sex. You have all these feelings going on. He probably wanted someone to talk to, Mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, coming into puberty, it's a time when a child needs their parents' love the most, if you ask me.
2: Oh, yeah. It's a bad time for kids of that age.
5: To be shunned for not understanding how you are feeling is absolutely disgusting. Kareem was witnessed. Calling his girlfriend's son a um, a word that starts with an F that I'm not going to say, but it's a very, very derogatory word. Um, because I just, I refuse to say it, but I think you can guess what it is. He also told friends and family that he didn't feel comfortable being around homosexuals. This guy's a friggin' piece of work. Did he think that he was just so desirable that a guy slash little boy wouldn't be able to resist him? What an idiot. I hate people. So because he had this bit of information that his girlfriend's son went to her and said he wasn't sure... He wasn't even sure about his sexuality. He now felt uncomfortable around the said 10-year-old boy.
2: Ugh. Unbelievable.
5: Trigger no warning coming as we are now going to talk about what happened to Anthony during the last few days of his life. Oh, boy. It's been reported that he was whipped everywhere in his body and tortured horrifically. Hot sauce was put in his mouth, his nose, and squirted in his eyes. Why? What a deranged person. Like, who would even think to do that? My God, the two psychos made Anthony kneel on rice for hours. Just thinking about that makes my knees hurt. That, oh my God. This is sickening. His body was held upside down and he was then dropped on his head. Here is a statement the Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorney at the time John Hadamy um, released. There were injuries to Anthony's side and his hip area, both his left hip and his right hip and his arms and even injuries to his feet. At one point, Anthony could not walk, was unconscious, laying on the bedroom floor for hours, was not provided medical attention and could not eat on his own. That I have no words. Here is what um, was discovered during the autopsy of, in, of Anthony's body. It was clear that he had been abused for years on end. He was malnourished to the extreme and there were bruises and b- burns found all over his body. Kareem and Heather were clearly the only suspects in the obvious abuse and murder. Dumbass Kareem made some strange comments to the police during an interview and they knew he was guilty. Anthony took on the worst of the worst in abuse the days leaving up to, leading up to his murder. His cause of death was from the beatings and internal bleeding. Heather Barron and Kareem Leva were charged with first degree murder with special circumstances of torture. On August 28th, 2019, Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office made it clear they wanted the death penalty. This was later dropped. Heather and Kareem didn't want a trial um, by jury. I can see why. Right. (laughs) They would have been screwed. They would instead go before the judge in a bench trial. On March 7th, 2023, this just happened, guys. This just happened this, this past month.
2: Unbelievable.
5: March. Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Sam O'Hoda found Heather Barron and Kareem Leva guilty of first degree murder. Here is what the judge had to say The brutality that was meted out on this young child was unimaginable. No child should endure this kind of violence and torture at the hands of people who are supposed to love and protect him from harm. The actions taken by the defendants were truly revolting, and I am thankful that they will be held accountable. These two evil people, if that's what you want to call them, face a life sentence. Their sentence hearing is due to take place on April 25th, 2023. Anthony Alvalos didn't deserve any of this and should be still on this earth enjoying his life. So we've got to keep up with this because
2: absolutely,
5: we need to find out why they better be put in jail for the rest of their lives is all I have to say.
2: Oh, yeah. 100%. And they
5: probably for went the trial. That was probably a deal that they took to get the death penalty off the table. I would I would think I don't
2: know for a fact, but some of these cases I just think you shouldn't be able to deal out of.
5: I agree. I 100 percent agree, especially when it comes to like crimes
2: against children, crimes
5: against children, crimes absolutely. against elderly.
2: There's certain things like no crime is good. I grew up, like I said, in, in my mind, I had the perfect childhood. Right. I had two loving parents who cared about everything we did. Yep. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better childhood. My parents cared. They went to our sports games. There was I'm one of five. Yeah. There was a there's a lot of us. And it didn't matter if it was my older brother. My dad was always at his games, his practices. I would be in uh Little, you know, that little football team that, you know, when we were kids. Yeah. And my, every time I would look over, I would see my dad sitting there watching us on the sidelines. You know, we didn't see that we, you know, now that I'm an adult and I have kids and grandkids and stuff like that, like I grew up really poor, I guess you would say, but I didn't know, you I didn't did know. every single thing I needed. Yeah. I would not have traded my childhood for anything in the right. world. And, that's how all kids. I mean, I, I'm a fairly well rounded dude now that I'm, you know, an adult. Right. This is what these kids all should be given. I yeah. don't understand when you're explaining. I'm sitting there listening to you talk, Jared, and you're like, "They made him kneel on rice, Ugh. or they made to do this." Whose deranged mind comes up with these things? The
5: hot sauce in the eyes.
2: Why? What is that gonna? What What is that gonna do?
5: In cases like this, I feel like I want to go back to an eye for an eye. I want. What exactly what was done to the child be done to the person or people who did it to him. Hot sauce in your eyes, maybe cut a piece of genitalia off, you know, just I because. I honestly
2: think that you just should, you know, be put in the jail cell and be told, hey guys, this is the douchebag well, that beat the kids.
5: That's the thing, yeah.
2: Just issue out some nice jail justice I think is what needs to happen.
5: Yeah, there should be like a little, like a, like you walk into, when you used to walk into Kmart and it was like a red light special, Yeah, it should be like a Loser child abuser special when they walk through the door and like something goes off like a, a, some sort of light or something flashes to let other, other inmates know or maybe, oh, you know, when you're in the hospital and you have to wear those socks because you're a fall risk. Yes. Okay. Maybe they have to wear like a different color jumpsuit.
2: I do need to correct this because if I don't, the people are going to beat you. Oh, what is it? It's a blue light special. Did I say
5: red light? You did. Oh, I meant blue light. Anyways. Okay. Here's the last one. And this is really, really going to piss everyone off.
2: All right. I got to so hear it. I apologize. I'm already wound up. So let's, let's roll it.
5: Nixmary Brown or Nixmary Brown. It's N-I-X-Z-M-A-R-Y. Nixmary, right? <laughs> Yeah.
2: Let's go with that because I don't I have a clue. I think it is.
5: Nix Mary Brown was born on July 18th, 1998 in Waterbury, Connecticut. Nix Mary's mother, Nix Zales, Santiago, married Cesar Rodri- Rodriguez, um, and they lived in New York. Nix Mary, Nix Mary. I, I'm i so bad, guys. Nix Mary. I am so sorry because I don't want to mess up her sweet name. Endured many abuses at the hands of her stepfather. Just like the first two cases we talked about, New York City Administration of Children's Services, or ACS, received more than one call about Nix-Mary's well-being. The first complaint came in in 2004. No actions were taken to see if the little girl was okay, so no one even checked. Huh, great. The second complaint was made on December 1st, 2005. This complaint was made by Nick's marys school. She had shown up with a black eye. Oh boy! She must not have been able to explain it away, so the school took it seriously and made the call. See something, say something. Yep. In all these cases, people saw something and they said something.
2: It really stinks when the other end doesn't, yep. uh, you know, go and investigate. But yep.
5: Well, the last one, even the police got involved, and still yep. nothing.
2: It's ugh. sad.
5: Clearly, nothing was done after the second complaint because um, if there had been a thorough investigation, the seven-year-old might still be alive. Nick's Mary's stepfather Caesar was not a fan of his stepdaughter. He was even quoted in USA Today calling her a "quote unquote troublemaker." Sounds like he thought the constant abuse towards the little girl was warranted. This poor little thing had beaten, was beaten, bound, and even molested by this evil man. All while her very own mother turned a blind eye. What a douche! The "quote unquote" normal abuse would escalate on the night of January tenth, two thousand six. Caesar became enraged about a cup of yogurt. I don't know why he got so mad. Maybe Nix Mary ate the last one? Who knows? I guess the family printer was broken also, and he put all the blame on his stepdaughter. Caesar beat Nix Mary, punching her with his fists and whipping her with his own leather belt. Her mother once again just ignored it, all pretending nothing was going on. The beating continued until Caesar slammed the seven. Remember she's seven years old. Probably didn't even know how to use the printer guys. He slammed the seven-year-old's head into the bathtub spraying her with freezing cold water. It is believed that the blow to the head was what killed her. Oh my God. The New York times reported that Nick's Mary was taken into her room away from the other siblings on the night of her death. She was tied to a chair beaten and sexually abused by her stepfather. Then, as we said, taken into the bathroom where she finally lost her life. At trial, it was learned that Nix Mary's last words were, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. I, I just, oh, this is going to make you so mad, Mark. Even more mad than you already are. Cesar Rodriguez and Nixilas Santiago were acquitted of murder. What? But convicted of manslaughter. On April 3rd, 2008, Caesar received a sentence of 29 years. He had this to say. This is what this douche had to say. I'm just sorry for causing anybody any emotional pain and distorted memories about the child. I'm just sorry. I loved Nick's Mary. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, this makes
2: me very angry.
5: He's an asshat. Loser and a waste of skin. Do you like that one? A waste of skin, guys.
2: I actually kind of do like that. It fits it very well. It's a good
5: one. I guess as he was taken out of the courtroom, a woman yelled, murderer. Love that woman. Good on you, whoever you were. I do like her. On November 5th, 2008, Nick received a sentence of 43 years. She got more time than the other asshat because she failed to save her daughter's life by um, not calling 911 or bringing her to the hospital. So- she could have possibly saved her daughter's life. Unbelievable! If she just called nine one one, right?
2: Oh, it's she, it's it's sickening.
5: This sorry excuse for a mother showed no emotion after hearing her sentence. Justice Patricia DiMongo had this to say: "You may not have delivered that fatal blow, but we're." Were it not for your failure to act, Nix Mary Brown probably would not have died from that blow, and by your own statements, she gasped for air, moaning, and called for you until she died. You, Mrs. Santiago, ignored the desperate calls and left this seven-year-old alone, and you did nothing. And finally, you had a duty to act oh, she was, mm, you were the mother. So basically she's saying you, it was your duty to act when your child was hurt and you did nothing. And that is why your she
2: Your one and only duty yep. as a parent is to provide and make sure your child is safe.
5: Yep. Um, it's, it's actually been said that the judge was extremely emotional when she delivered those remarks. Good. She was so taken back by this case. I personally don't believe these punishments were even... The least fit.
2: They're not in the realm of appropriate for this case.
5: So here's a little twist that kind of correlates a little bit back to what we talked about with the Alec Baldwin um, stuff in the beginning. Okay. Okay. Um, It's a little twist.
2: I like twists.
5: Abduraham Meehan is Nick's Mary's birth father. The first time he saw her, was when she was lying in the casket. So he had never met her. Huh. Okay. Great. Yet he was the man awarded a $750,000 settlement from the city of New York for his daughter's death.
2: Unbelievable.
5: Edward Brown is the man that gave Nick's Mary her last name and was extremely upset about this settlement. Um, my question is, where was he? He helped to raise her when she was a baby. Like, where was he? If it, she, he gave her his last name, basically saying, I'm adopting you because your father wanted nothing to do with you. Anyways, he had this to say to the New York Post. It's as ugly as the crime that was committed on Nick's Mary. It's blood money. I think the money should have gone into some sort of sealed account and divided up amount among her siblings when they were old enough to receive it. I, I agree with
2: that. You I, know disagree. What I, mean? I disagree. I disagree.
5: You don't think they should have gone to the nope. siblings? that
2: money, what would that do for those kids? What that money should have done is been given to the Child and Youth Family Services to actually have money to actually have confident true. people working for them. True,
5: that's true. True, that's a, a, a good point. Edwin Brown did tell the New York Post that he hopes mean will do the right thing and make sure the money goes to Nick, Nick's Mary's five siblings. So I think he was hoping that it I would go- I think that
2: douchebag doesn't need the money.
5: No, to go to them to help um, because obviously- they are a family that needed help. But.
2: Maybe I look at things differently, but if I was given a cash award because one of my siblings or my parents or something like that was killed, mm-hmm. anything that I would have bought with that money would for the rest of my life be a sad reminder of that right. situation and I wouldn't want anything yeah. to do with it.
5: Yeah. I mean that's a definitely way to look at it. According to New York 4, Nick's Mary's case has forced reforms in the ACS. ACS Commissioner David Hansel said at the, t- the time of the settlement, the death of Nix Mary Brown was a horrific tragedy that rightfully prompt- prompted deep reforms at ACS beginning a decade ago. We made progress on all and sincerely hope that today's settlement brings some closure to those who knew and loved Nix Mary. I'm glad that all these child services have been investigated. But why are these cases still happening on the regular? Right. We j- We talk about this all the time. We need to make our children's well-being a priority. I just, I don't know, Mark.
2: There are just bad eggs in this world. I couldn't imagine hurting anybody.
5: I have some friends. I have more than one friend that work in child services. Um, Some of them do care. The ones I know care very much. Yes. But they're all overworked and they're underpaid. It's like pulling teeth to get money for these people. Um, And they're trying their best to make sure the children in the care are safe. It's just so frustrating on so many angles. But I am going to periodically showcase these horrific cases of child abuse. It's so hard to hear what happened to these children, but it's so important so we can do better and never forget.
2: Charity, well, I got to thank you again for bringing these cases to light because the more we talk about this kind of stuff, the more that we can hopefully prevent more and more bad stuff like this from happening. I agree. And I'm hoping if there's anybody out there that heard the names of these douchebag parents that are now in jail, And they have family members in those same jails. Just pass along the story. Yep. Just let it all continue and take care of itself. That's right. Because I just, these make me absolutely sick. When these kids are supposed to be thriving, they're just trying to live their life. It's all they know. It's sad. Imagine being in that situation.
5: No, I can't. I can't.
2: All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one.
5: Bye, guys.
1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.